Adventurers, grab your weapons. But first, kiss your kin. The wilds call, a timeless brawl. Now we roll for initiative. Good and evil fighting for the win. Hey, Crit and Fumble. Yeah, fuck. I'm going to restart that. We'll never get a good fresh start. That's no, we'll actually good. Yep. No. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of Crit and Fumble. <laughs> 14. Wow. Yeah. We lived through 13. Well, actually, not all of us did. No. Yeah. Isn't Milo like unconscious drooling from that? Well, he's always he's unconscious sleeping. drooling from the mouth. He shoved drugs up his own butt, so he's probably... <laughs> he deserves... He's he probably for, just high. He forgot one in there, and it's like did, it did actually a, broke. Wait, did you use a baggie? Yeah, it's in a baggie. Okay. Wait, is there fantasy baggies? Is there a well, Ziploc? Is that the yeah, they buy didn't a... have cling wrap back then. <laughs> they they had baggies back then, know. but they're probably all biodegradable, right? It was oh, burlap. It's all yeah. plant yeah, fiber, so I mean, it, it has a slower diffusing rate of having it <laughs> no, shoved no, up. Or it could have been like a little piece of like pork intestine or something. Imagine yeah, us like a really gnarly like uh, um, sheepskin. Like sheepskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question. Why do you think it hurts so much to you know pull back out? Oh, gross. Oh. Okay. Before that. Okay. My question is this. What happens when you stick frostbite up your ass, and because uh, that's not how you actually take it, and <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to put it behind your eye? Right, exactly. Right. That, that's a good way to get pink eye, right well, there. <laughs> Self-induced pink eye. If it wasn't, if it wasn't in a bag, yeah. I don't know. It would be. Uh, we should know. we should submit that as a new condition under the official D and D fifth edition rules as pink eye. <laughs> uh, anyway, let me introduce the characters for tonight. Let's mix it up, and we'll start to my right, uh, which is Rob. Hey, I'm Rob. I'm playing Vera, the crazy warlock that likes to play with blood, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, the huge blood spear last episode. That was that was visual. I loved it. Oh, it was we'll like straight more... out of Diablo. Yeah, yeah I'll get more into <laughs> visuals later, for sure. Uh, Dwayne. Uh, this is Dwayne. I play UC Focure. Uh, he is a sorcerer goliath. Oh, I forgot. When you cast magic last time, I forgot to get you to roll on your magic... Wild magic table. You forgot to... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, okay. when wild you cast... Ma as a sorcerer, if you cast magic and you roll a d20 on a one, then wild magic happens. Like, it, basically, this energy bursts from you. It's a three. Okay, good. It's got nothing to worry yeah, about. Get those one... Get the other not Did ones Did use magic glass? I thought he just shooting crossbows in No, he, he used his um, catapult. Oh, catapult. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. shatter, right. And shatter. Roll again. <laughs> three. Okay, good. Oof. Get those Two out of the threes. way. Wow. Uh... You introduced your character, Milo. Tell us about your unconscious character right now. Are you deep throating right now? <laughs> just deep wow. throating the mic. Wow. Milo's just laying that's, there that's choking some skill. on skill. I've not seen that for some time. That's a big microphone. That's a very big microphone. That's amazing. I can't believe how far you can get that down. Yeah. That's practice. Yeah. Wow. I'm not comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, Milo's my, 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 my laying there choking on his own blood right now. That's what that's, he's got to know. All right. Aren't you kind of fried to a crisp? Like, like, you know what? Actually, I guess I'm more fried than... He's, he's choking on his own body smoke. He's yeah, that's... Be, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be even uglier now. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty ugly to start with, so... Aww. All right, Esten. Hi. 
Hey there. Pyrus. Tash. No. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Tash. No, hi, I'm Tash. Uh, and I play Eston Vane. He is a rogue. He is a swashbuckler. He All buckles right. swashes. <laughs> buckles. Swashes. Better than Adam. swashing the buckles. <laughs> I guess. This is Adam here. I'm playing Pyrus, the flame-crazed druid. Nice. Wow. Frame, flame. I can't say that. Frame clazed. Yes. Flame. Ah, the frame clazed. Flame broiled. <laughs> Flint pin, we missed you. <laughs> yes, I have the very nice frame clazed for you. Uh, Neil. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm Derek, the fighter that kills things. And uh, currently, recently bumped into not only his oh. ex, but his. Um, I still feel like ex's... this was. That was super awkward. Yeah. That was it, awkward in game for it me. It started turning a little bit into soap opera. It did a little bit. It's yeah. like a little 90210 Melrose Place, actually. More well, like I think Melrose that we, we need more of that in this game. I think so. A little more yeah. 90210. A little more 90210 in Dungeons and Dragons. Noted. That's our new motto. T shirts, let's get them. <laughs> yep. And I am Gavin, your Season 2 Dungeon Master. So last we left off, we were having a massive goblin battle in the city of Ketitora. Um, everybody did a pretty decent job of wiping the streets with the bloods of goblins. Um, Vera managed to take out one of these huge uh, gray dwarfs, massive guys. And um, as you did, actually, these gauntlets that he was wearing, these like shimmering magic gauntlets, like clatter to the ground. Uh, almost like as soon as he died, they kind of like just re released from him and, and they hit the ground. Um, the other that was heading up towards inside the palace, actually towards Milo, who is currently on the ground unconscious, um, he uh, was cast or not uh, cast, um, was struck blind by Esten as he took his magical pearl guitar uh, and pierced it into this guy's kidney. So he just like hits the ground, dropped his huge hammer almost into Esten's lap and has just started slashing around. Um, the guards have done a decent job dispatching the remaining goblins uh, in town and have started to deal with like the townsfolk and stuff. Two have heard uh, what's going on inside and it started to approach the building. But the group of you um, have uh, managed to make it inside. Specifically, Vera, Usi, and Esten uh, are on this stairway with this uh, goblin who's uh, struck blind, his eyes pure white like pearls. Dwarf, uh, right? Dwarf. Uh, sorry, what did I say? You said goblin. Uh, goblin. And he's quite large, bigger than most dwarves that you know, uh, and is slashing around. So we're going to bring it up uh, there. Um, I believe last Vera had her turn, so maybe we'll just continue in the combat that we had going, meaning that uh, it would have been basically my turn. So this... Um, uh, before that, you said the gauntlets dropped to the ground. They did. Can I pick them up? Yes. Are you putting them on? Or are you I'm, just picking them I'm up? I'm just going to throw them in my bag. Okay. Yeah. You can just use like a standard action to, to do that. Um, this dwarf... Uh, is slashing around, starts reaching for his hammer, which was at his lap, so I'll give him advantage to grab it. Uh, and he does. But now he's going to lift it up and start swinging it around, just trying to hit uh, Esten, which he's going to do with disadvantage as he tries to sweep him from his feet. Oh, I rolled a natty 20 and a 10. Oh, <laughs> too bad. Uh, so Esten, you just like the nimble rogue that you are, or basically just like skipping over this thing as he's slashing around on the stairway. Um, you see your friends uh, come charging in here. Uh, Derek, you uh, managed to make it up behind the guards, I believe, because you were still outside, were you mm -hmm. not? Yeah. Yeah. So you've come up behind uh, one of the guards. One of them, uh, you know, is Richard, your ex. Uh, the other, you haven't met yet. I stab him in the kidney. No. It's, uh, okay. Um. So can I? ignore all the guards and rush in to try and uh, 
Yeah, you can push past them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I mean, gonna, they're, they're running up there with you. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to rush in cause I want to join the combat that seems to be going on inside. Okay. go. Yeah, go ahead. And, uh, I go in there and I see this guy swinging a hammer. Yeah. Um, he's like kind of laying on his knees. Uh, and as you approach him, you can tell that he's been, you know, injured in some way and he's just slashing around like crazy. I'm going to just actually fire my crossbow at him. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can do that with, um, advantage cause he's, oh no, not advantage, but you rolled a natural 20 anyway. Um, I forget mechanically on damage. It's you roll your you roll dice. twice the amount of dice. dice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, this might actually do it. He's at 14. Uh, 15 damage. Oh, come on. <laughs> 21. Uh, four, uh, 21? 29 total. 29? Okay. Yeah. G- almost there. <laughs> wow. So you, uh, you pull out these crossbows. I almost imagine like you kneel at the stairway and like just as Eston jumps out of the way of this hammer, you let two of these cross or a crossbolt fly uh, yeah. and it goes straight into his side, almost where the Katar went, yeah. uh, embedding itself deeper in that wound uh, as he just cries out in pain. Pyrus, what are you doing? I... I'm running at him. No, I'm staying. I'm keeping my distance. He's flailing around. Okay, once again, I am um, pr- casting Produce Flame in my hand, and I am using my mask to swirl it around um, into like kind of like a a torrent, like a, a tornado of fire. And it's just gonna turn on its side and go flying toward him. <laughs> nice. Okay, I like. Uh, make uh, make an attack roll. Um, eighteen. 18 hits. Before I forget, make your con save to see if you can still use your mask after. I don't think you did that last time. Uh, 13. 13. You need a 15, so you're going to take 1d4 oh, psychic wait, damage. Con 14. Shit. Yeah, okay. 1d4. 1d4 psychic damage, and you won't be able to use that until long rest. Okay, I take 2. Okay, so this, like, you cast this energy, this huge cyclone of flame, and it just goes barreling towards this guy, but then, like, you almost get, like, a, a heat burn or, like, a fire burn uh, to yourself of, like, this, like, mental psychic damage as you see it fly, uh, go flying towards him. Can you give me uh, an attack roll? Um, let's just say that is uh, the flame. Let's say that's a D6. D6? Yep. Uh, for produce flame, it's a D8. Produce flame is? Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, do the same. That is... Five damage. Five. Okay. What does that look like? Awesome. Finally, I get it. <laughs> okay. You're going to see this flame kind of, uh, this torrent of flame, and it's going to go um, and swirl, start swirling around his head. Yeah. To, and swirling so fast to the point where you're going to see him, his head just start to like Im- kind of implode on itself, and he's going to start screaming as his head just completely crushes in on Jeez. itself. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so this flaming cyclone like almost starts to like embed itself into his skull yeah. and like engulf his body as he stands up and you just see like this fire erupting inside of him and he almost like bursts into flames as he collapses and goes rolling down the steps of like this fiery rage. Uh his hammer clatters to the ground. And yeah, um, I'm, gonna I'm actually going to need you to make a quick dexterity check cuz this thing mm-hmm. is massive. Uh, that would be, oh, should I have nine negative ones? So, uh, 13. 13. Uh, this thing comes barreling down the steps after you and hits you for three points of bludgeoning damage as it basically sends you down the stairs and lands on your chest, like your uh, back thudding to the ground and the hammer almost weighting you down onto the ground. Uh, okay. Eston. Um, uh, you guys are officially out of combat, I was by say, the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything left to fight. Speaking of things that might not be left to fight, um, do I see Trinket anywhere? 
Turn up. Uh, turn up. Turn um, you don't, actually. He was still outside. Uh, and as you go and peer outside, it looks like the goblins have been cleared. Uh, and there's already guards sweeping the streets. He's like, not sweeping them, but they're <laughs> inspecting no, the no, streets. No, no, they got brooms out. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to actually walk over towards um, this fallen Milo and just basically just shroud him in darkness. And I'm going to sit there and watch him slowly bleed for a little bit. <laughs> wow. Holy Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And Rob just got a D6 thrown at his head. It's a it's a one. <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> Fumble. Does that count as my uh, my death saving throw? Because then that's it. I'm actually dead. Dead. <laughs> I don't know if that works with a D6. Uh, don't roll a natty one. How many how many rolls have you done for one. saving? One. Oh, okay. But if he rolls a natty one, then yeah. he's dead. Dead. I was, was going to wait for you to do one more save, and then I was going to do a thing. Oh yes, the drama, the cliffhanger. <laughs> I love it. Are you gonna make me roll? Well, that was Vera's plan. That's what Vera would do. Is anybody it's, else gonna do anything? What Vera, I'm a fighter. What I, the fuck I, I'm I gotta be trapped under a hammer. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not personal. I forgot. You already took one death roll. Yeah. So if you roll a one here, I know, I'm dead. Yeah, dead. He's dead, dead. Robbie, Vera loves I, the drama though. <laughs> but if he rolls a one, character. Kyle it's is gonna be character. so bad. At, you have to roll it. <laughs> here it goes. Don't do it with your metal. 18. The chances of a one were low, but it could have happened. 5%, not yeah. bad. So there's going to be an awkward moment of silence, and then Vera will go into her. Sorry, <laughs> that was my. Um... Vera's going to wait that was for another girlfriend. That was my alarm for this morning that I thought I'd set for AM. Apparently, it was for PM. Kyle got a match. You set an alarm for 9 in the morning? You lazy motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the girl with the frying pan and the no. beer? Yeah. <laughs> frying my best. And the, and, the and the foot. Look, I have a foot. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you guys are going to give me so much fucking trouble. What? It's nobody listens to this. Yeah, Especially to this. nobody that you know. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, I'm so tempted to wait another few moments <laughs> yeah. after hearing the phone go off. Um, but no. Yeah. Would go Ten. I'm okay anyways. Okay, then I would wait a few more moments, and then oh. I'd go reach into my bag, pull out my healer's kit, and stabilize him after watching him slowly bleed out for a moment. And then seeing him like slowly recover, I'd be like, okay, I guess the gods will it. Nice. Uh, okay, so you go and heal him. Uh, that just stabilizes just him stabilizes for one, him. one, heal, yeah. uh, one point yeah. of uh, health. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've done nothing but love you, Vera. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> in all honesty, Vera would have done that with anybody in the party. Well, that's... You know, that's, that's <laughs> even her brother? Especially, well, her, especially, brother. especially <laughs> her brother. Especially her brother. Her brother, she would have sat there and started digging her finger into his wounds. <laughs> um, I'm going, or Pyrus is going to grab this hammer and try and like lift it off of him. Interesting. Um, oh, okay. Uh, give me a oh, no. uh, intellig or a constitution save quickly. Oh. 13. Okay, uh, you grab onto this thing, and the hammer is huge. Like, you almost can't lift this off of you, but as you touch it, uh, you almost feel like an arcing energy go through you, and uh, the hammer, and, and everybody's watching, almost comes down to size. Like, it starts almost to shrink to, like, your size, and it comes to, like, a weight, and you pick it up, and it feels perfectly balanced. Not gonna lie, I was kind of hoping that was gonna happen. <laughs> Sweet, so... He, I just got a card with Hellfire Hammer on the it. Hellfire so. Hammer. The Hellfire oh. Hammer. Wow. Wait. You gonna be right down there? I'm gonna say down to Milo's. I stabilize him. Uh, yeah. That guy was fucking big. 
Crossbow was the wrong wrong choice. Well, no fucking kidding. Well, wrong I choice. would suggest you wear armor next time. Might save your skin. I didn't know what was coming up the stairs. Maybe just get out of the way. I didn't know what was coming up the stairs. We better go check on the girl. She's upstairs with her father and some guards, but who knows what the fuck's happening around here. Oh, we is could there, just leave her. Is there a bed in the room that I'm in? Uh, you're not. You're standing She's in the, the doorway. Knows how to save oh. that girl. I don't right. give a shit about you and your crossed lover. Speaking of your lover, uh, Richard comes and puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, "I gotta say, Derek, you sure know how to use that thing." And like, <laughs> looks down. <laughs> he pauses. Oh, so awkward. He pauses and he says, "I'm at your sword." <laughs> and I'm now gonna, this is now BDS. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna push his uh, hand off my shoulder and that's gross just talking about my brother right there could you please refrain from talking about his sword in public I'm gonna walk well, upstairs oh me and your brother used to sword fight back in the day let me tell you the sword is pretty shiny you wanna live to see the morning light uh, I'm sorry <laughs> he, he backs up puts his hands up and he's like I kid I kid uh, you make your way up into the room, and uh, the girl, Kaylin, is tucked up into the corner. She's a, Now that you get a good view of her, she's like this um, pretty dainty-looking, fiery little redhead. Uh, quite cute, but like you can tell she's got like an energy to her. It's almost like she wanted to get out into the battle, and the guards are kind of—they weren't protecting— um, like her they were like trying to stop her from leaving um, mm. and uh, Elric is standing out near the doorway, and he says, are they all dead? Well, most of them. Most those, of them. Where's those, the others? Those that didn't flee back into the streets, fearing our wrath. Well done. So the city is safe for now. For, for now, now, but the leader, that turnip fella that I was talking to you about before, that's the lost shit that your gods did nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> gods, please, if the city's safe, go and help clean up. Uh, and they say, yes, sir, and, and, and head out. Now tell me something. Why were these men after your daughter, of all people? I heard them call out. They called for her specifically. They said you heard them say Kaylin. Yeah. They told the mother one to go get her, and we had to intervene. And he, he kind of like looks over at her and he says, Kaylin, what do you know about this? And she kind of like sheepishly comes up and uh, say, well, the only thing I can think of is the temple. No, Only mother and I knew how to find it, but... I don't possibly know what they could want there. That's that's the only thing anybody has ever asked me for is how to get to this temple. Well, perfect, because that's what I'm about to ask you right now. How do I get to the temple? Of course you temple? are. The temple is east of here. It's rolling sand dunes. You're going to need my help, unfortunately. You're not going to spot it on your own. Well, aren't you sure of yourself? Very well, you can come with me. If you'd like, I'm more than happy to send you into the desert on your own, and when you die, then it becomes less of my problem. You realize that we are the very forces that protected you and your father from this destruction? Well, they were coming for me. How do you know that they were going to kill me? Ah, you don't. Of course. You're as stupid as my father. Um, well, are you saying you're friends with them? They could have done them? much worse than kill you. I like, could. I like her. <laughs> they could have, and if I take you to the desert, to this, to this temple, um, what are you hoping to do with me there? Let me get this straight. This is some sort of sex game, girl. We're looking for some look glass of scorpions. Yeah, I know the glass scorpion, and she like her her like attitude instantly changes and becomes quite saddened, and she's like, "Yeah, I've I know them." Well, we need one of them. What for? To save a girl's life. I see. 
I will help you in that case. Good. Now that we're done with all these pleasantries, you and your man have a lot of mopping to do. I say towards to her father. And she she looks towards Elric and says, Father, is this something you wish me to do? The scorpions are... And he looks around and looks at the group of you and he says, I think you're in good hands. Very well. We, we need some sleep. I would suggest that uh, you rest up in some of the... The palace's spare rooms, you're more than welcome. In the in the lower floor, uh, there is uh, plenty of area there, and I can have the cooks prepare something for you if you'd like to rest up. Um, you specifically, I'll have someone tend to you and have a look at those wounds. They don't look too good. Do you have any vegetarian options? <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew this one guy, Rattlejack. He used to make a really good rat sandwich. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, where are the guys? The three little dice. Oh, you guys left those in Prudentia. They're yeah. gone. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you have the option to just sort of like uh, rest up for rest? the night. Yeah, yeah. for bas- yeah. basically he's offering you like a bit of uh, housing, some help. Uh, one of the healers, um, a, way, a lady that looks like she's from the temple comes in. She's kind of dressed in like very nice ivory robes uh, and just sort of looks you over. And you can feel her cast like a channel. Um, not necessarily to heal you. That'll be the long rest, but it's just to like close up your wounds. Like you right. can just feel everything like... Um, close up natural stitches well thank you for your hospitality i think i'll take you up on that offer and have a little bit of a nap and i'm gonna go lie down on the girl's bed <laughs> i'm okay yeah milo's gonna walk home literally the first room he sees with a bed in it he's going in to crash so with vera <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it's a big king-size bed that's, no that's true that's true milo's milo's gonna walk into the same room as vera and like i'm all, not, all I'm you not gonna, gonna hear her say in a very stern vote don't <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not gonna crawl into bed with you I'm literally going to crawl in, like, at the end of the bed, like a dog, and just kind of curl up and pass out. As soon as I hear the door open, don't. <laughs> I'm uh, still doing it anyways. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Kaylin makes her way out of the room, spots Richard, and you hear her say, it's just, good job out there. I, I could use a drink. And she just heads out the doorway. Not sure what he did. Hold on, nothing from what I saw. Pretty much like he was in the bedroom. <laughs> oh. How many times do I have to tell you this, brother? I don't want to hear about your love life. I know you get off on this whole, like, telling me all these stories and stuff, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep over here. Um, so you guys uh, head down, or you stay up in the room, and uh, some provisions are brought out to you. Really good food, not just, like, you know, the crappy dried pork that you had in the uh, the tavern there. And some fresh water of all things, which is a rarity around here, and um, a full meal and everything. And it's uh, it's basically late morning uh, by now. You would have like kind of all slept in. This this battle went on for the better part of like the afternoon into the late evening, and then your discussion with Elric and whatnot. Um, so you wake up actually feeling quite refreshed. There is still a lot of damage around uh, the area, but there has been repair already up to this point. You can see glass workers starting to bring in new uh, panes of glass that have clearly been working all night, um, starting to like re-apply uh, them to the palace, and then like scads of workers, including guards outside, patching up some of the um, fallen fences, uh, doing like sand work on some of the side of the buildings and whatnot. And um, Kaylin meets you there, and she says, well... I'm all dranked up. Where are we going? 
you can yeah so like she says almost in like somewhat of a slurring voice and she like you can smell uh like a whiskey on her breath clearly hasn't been in bed yet <laughs> my, my husband my husband <laughs> walk up and just put, put his arm around and be like do tell how was your night <laughs> oh, more exciting than yours gross get off of me <laughs> Did she end up coming back to her room at all at night? No, no, she hadn't been home all night. I was gonna go search like her stuff to see if there's anything incriminating about like what's going on here at the goblins. Sure, yeah. I mean, you you would go searching around in there, and you you would just find like sort of like standard clothing and and whatnot, but and maybe like some jewelry, but nothing uh, incriminating like that. No, they would probably take a trinket, just something of hers. Sure, not really anything important, like a left glove, just so that way, like she has that, and when she goes looking for her gloves later on, she's only gonna have one. Okay, so <laughs> sort of like when she goes to like a really nice dinner, and her father's like, "Where are the good gloves?" And yeah. she's like got like the nice pearly white ones she's yeah. missing one i like yeah. it would milo be able to tell if um uh if she's actually like been on anything else besides just drinking for the night um you can go ahead and make a perception check or let's make it insight insight yeah okay. out of curiosity milo did you sleep with that stuff up your butt an entire night no no I no he, he, he stopped at the inn and pulled it out yeah yeah okay. uh so insight's gonna be 13 13 um yeah uh so you kind of like the way the bags under her eyes, like that's only from one thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, what are you idiots standing here looking for me? Are we going like, uh, looking for, are we going to the desert or not? Well, yeah, that's the point. You're supposed to lead us the way there. So we're waiting for you to show your ass up. Hopefully oh. more sober than you are now. Right, right, right. The desert. Yeah. You um, have to go look for those glass scorpions, the ones that killed your mother. And she, she shoot, shoots you a look of just like the biggest bitch look ever. Der Derek goes up beside Vera and gives her a high five. <laughs> and like kind of gritting under her teeth, she's like, I'll be right back. Um, and she's gone for a minute and comes back over with like just a donkey uh, that's got like a, a bit of provision and stuff. She's like, it's a bit of a trek. Let's go. I thought you'd be more responsible about the idea of revenging your mother's death, considering we're going to go capture that thing and likely kill it so we can get its venom. You know what? Everybody has their own escape. If I like to escape at the bottom of the bottle, and she, like, throws up in her mouth a little bit, <laughs> that's my problem. Are we going or not? Will Richard be joining us? Sure as hell hope not. I think Richard can stay here. Daddy said that it was all right that I just went with you folks. Well, that's good, because I couldn't spend an entire trip watching him stand at your ass, brother. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's get on our way. From what Derek, I, from Derek's what gonna I... look around behind himself and see if he has a nice ass. He don't. <laughs> she glances over at Derek and she's like, "You know what? This is actually a little unfair. You've seen my ass, but I haven't seen yours." Oh, <laughs> uh, you ain't my type. But once he stands from that scorpion and it gives a sting, I'm sure you could be the first one to suck the venom out. <laughs> <laughs> You just ask Richard how well I can do that. Oh, man. <laughs> so you guys head out into the desert, and um, it's just like these never-ending rolling dunes of, like, glittering sand. Um, and as you work your way in further, uh, she uh, starts to point out, like, certain, like, little pockets areas. And she's like, look here. This is what I'm talking about. It's like, it's the strangest thing. And as you walk up to it, it, it the glass or the uh, sand almost starts to shimmer. And she's like, look, it's glass. It's like bits of glass. Uh, and as you walk further, like huge dagger like um, pieces of shards are sticking out of the sand that are like crystal clear. And um, they're like just massive, like 
you know, between three feet and eight feet tall. And she's like, how the hell do you explain that? How do you make your glass armor? And, oh, we, we, we heat it up, but what is doing this? Well, something obviously heated it up. <laughs> I guess. That's a, that's a lot of heat. She's like, well, that's, that's not the, that's not all of it. And she, she leads you a little further and it's like a, a couple hours, but this stuff's just sort of like scattered in random areas. And then eventually you come up to like this very dark area. It's like noticeably black, like almost black sand. And the um, daggers here are like almost twice the size, twice the width um, and like shooting up. And then in like kind of, she points down sort of like in the divot of this, where the sand is. And she said, that right there is the Laung Ta temple or what used to be the Laung Ta temple. Well, isn't that the damnedest thing? Well, luckily there is still an entrance. And if you're looking for glass scorpions, that's where they're going to be. Wait, your mother died recently because you two were heading here. What were you getting? We delivered to the monks. Was the monk still down that hole? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what were you really doing out here? We serve the monks. We bring them food. They don't leave their temple. So they're not down the hole, but they're down in that hole. Well, I'm sure their remains are down in the hole. We could go find them if you'd like. I'm confused, sister. Yeah. This, this temple used to be on top of the sand. That's so, what I'm saying here. Look around you and like you like. Yeah, so all this happened all this recently sand. then before your mother died or after her she died? Uh, no, it would, this is uh, after she died. She had died about a week ago, and the, it's, it, it was under this lightning uh, storm, and some had struck, and this glass scorpion appeared out of nowhere and struck her, and I managed to get away. Well, now this all makes sense. You should start with that story, and then we can figure out the details later. So if you leave hey, us guessing. Hey, if you have hair of the dog that I could have, you know, maybe I could get my thoughts a little bit straight here, but... Just how big are these glass Well, I do got something you could take, but I don't want you to take it. I don't think Milo there wants you to take it either. Hey! What are you talking about? I'm just going give to give Barry just a look like, don't touch my shit. I don't want to touch it. I saw what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> are these glass scorpions kind you could step on like a bug, or are they big ones? They are very big bugs. Like, <laughs> like bigger than you see over there? About the size of you see. Oh. They're staying out, put a hole in your chest. That's a big bug. That's a big bug. Do you know how many are down there? They only seem to appear when the lightning strikes. So wait, we got to create a storm for them to come out? Well, and this is what I haven't told Daddy. Ever since this shortage of water has been going on, and I think it's what the monks were working on. They wouldn't tell us, but Mommy and I had been poking around here. This is the only area that's had lightning strikes or storms in years. Why here? Why now? Channeled to this area. Not only that, but look at the sand. It's black. Why is it black? Well, I can think of one reason, but that'd be from a previous season of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to continue off my unassumption here and say, I don't give a shit. Let's just go down this hole. Yeah. Well, these, these aren't natural storms, and these are magic. These We have these no idea. I mean, we, we were in the storm, but... I mean, it looked like lightning. It was raining on us, but sure as shit, it hit the ground, and there you go. It's almost like the glass or the sand like formed into this crystal glass scorpion and attacked. Huh. Yeah. Didn't we hear tales of a of a wizard that dealt with weather? Uh huh. That Something guy. Like that. What's his name? 
Tim- Timothy. Yeah, 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 Shere Khan. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about the god now. Yeah. That's not a wizard. Right. We're talking no, about Euroth. Where's the actual Euroth? Yes, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Well, you best stick close to us, little lady, because I don't want to leave you out here to get stung by a scorpion like your mother. I appreciate that, and I don't want to. And you see it like on her back is like a pretty decent blade, and she gives it a tap, and she's like, but I think I can handle myself. That's my sword. Mind if I look at it? Sure, by all means. And she pulls it off, and the handle, uh, what is it called again? The handle is a, a hilt. Yeah. Um, is very nicely done. It's sort of like a silver uh, stitched and uh, with like kind of like a sinewy leather for a nice grip, uh, but the blade itself is like crystal clear glass. I look oh. it over for a second, hand it back to her, and then create a shadow version of the same thing. Look it over and just put it in my pocket. Wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that was a neat trick. You have to show me how you do that. Oh, I don't know if you want to go through the ritual. Probably not. Uh, speaking of, those uh, bracers, um, I was going to look through them as we're traveling. Those gauntlets? The gauntlets. Oh, sure, yeah. Are you putting them on? I was going to try mm-hmm. and learn about them through a short rest, potentially. Sure, yeah. Uh, as you handle them, um, I'm just going to hand you this piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> basically, I didn't want to put on anything cursed. Okay, right. they're not cursed. Um, they're, like, as you uh, look over them, you get the sense that, like, that is a lot of where this uh, creature that was using it, the, the dwarf, where his strength had come from mm-hmm. uh, in order for him to, like, be able to lift these rocks. Maybe, like, I mean, it was partly his strength that wasn't the gauntlets alone, yeah. uh, but they helped. I'm just going to look them over and go, Lucy, you plan on putting these on? Sure. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, no. So these, uh, so mechanically, I think it's uh, plus two uh, to strength checks to lift and throw. Um, And uh, as these gauntlets are huge, like this dwarf was big. And as you slip them on, it's almost like you're putting on like your dad's ski gloves or or like hockey gloves. Um, But then they, uh, as you hold on to them, you can just feel it like forming around your hand to like a perfect like leather glove fit. Even though they're like metally gauntlets, like they are like a second skin. You put on the other one, it's just like, uh, and they just like, as you, as they finish, it just has kind of a glimmer, like, and you look at them, and you just like you can feel that strength now in your your arms that you, you clearly already had, but there's just that much more there. This is like D and D steroids. Uh, it totally. was actually reminding me of Back to the Future that jacket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. they I fit really well. The shoes that like. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> I should watch more movies. You've not seen Back. Uh, I seen the original. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Was it the original? I don't. Know. I don't even know. Where's the shoes? <laughs> Second one, I think. So she leads you down into this gap. Is anybody doing anything? She heads um, down towards it. Is it, uh, is it pretty dark in there? Uh, it looks pretty dark, yep. Uh, I it's, will... it's literally, so let me explain a little more. Like, so this, this sand, it, there was like these rolling dunes, and then it turned into like this shattered glass sort of sand. It's like all black around where this temple was. Um, and the temple was, like she was saying, above ground. Was that my watch? I think so. Sorry, I thought it was on silent. Vera's going to stab me. <laughs> No, I just watch it bleed out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Kalen was telling you that it used to be like a you know a decent sized temple where these monks used to practice mm-hmm. uh, and, and study, and uh, now it's like completely sunken into the the sand here. Like something has just like consumed it. So the mm-hmm. temple's still there, but it's now below ground and and like half collapsed in with sand. Okay. How big is this temple down there? Uh, I haven't I haven't been inside, but the temple when it was standing was of of notable size. Like the size of your father's palace or bigger? Uh, maybe a little bigger than the palace, but not much. A couple rooms. 
All right. It's, it's where the monks used to stay and and mostly pray and practice. They are the elemental monks of all. Uh, after all, um, as we go in, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast dancing lights. Okay, sure. Let's try same thing. Just to make some orbs dancing around us. We all have lights. Oh, glad now. Good now. Everybody else can see. I'm gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> but you can always see. Right? I can always yeah. see. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna head a little bit ahead to make sure that we don't get any traps sprung upon us. And I'm going to cast darkness on myself, which lasts up to an hour, and I'm just going to head off into the darkness. Sure. Okay. Uh, and Kaylin's basically falling right up behind you. And oh, sorry, that's 10 minutes. I'll just cast invisibility on myself. It lasts up to an hour. Invisibility. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so you push... <coughs> You push your way up to this entrance, and as you get up to it, you can see that there was, like, these huge rune pillars that are now, like, kind of, like, broken and collapsed and fallen down. There's, like, engravings on them and whatnot, but it's all sort of, like, toppled over. And as you peer in, it's almost like the top part of this very large uh, entranceway, um, like an arch, but there's only, like, four feet of room there, and you you almost have to, like, crawl on your hands and feet to, like, peer in, and then you can drop down into this, uh, what used to be, like, an entranceway. Um, I'm gonna turn to everybody and I'm gonna say, be careful everyone. This may be a doorway to the underdark. Are you an idiot? Mm. You hear for some Rory <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, How else will you explain the dark sand and all the creatures, those dwarves? You play with fire all the time. What happens when you burn something? Well, sand turns into glass. Turns into smoke? Yeah, and what color smoke? Turns fire. Smoke like is gray, gray, off white. Sometimes smoke. I've seen brown smoke. Is that a, that's a and black smoke? I've seen blue, I've seen blue, blue smoke. Yeah. I'm gonna actually tie a rope to something nearby and actually start descending. Down. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Well, these guys are all talking. I'm going to uh, release my owl and and uh, have it fly around and see what I see. Sure, sounds good. Okay, so uh, Vera, you drop down into inside, no problem. Kaylin, um didn't see you go invisible, and she's already climbing down inside as well. And Milo, your owl goes in there. And inside, <clears throat> it's sort of like a big circular entrance. And in the middle is this quite tall, um, not overly huge, but taller than you guys. It's a statue, uh, but it's of a jade warrior. Very much like, imagine like a Japanese sort of... Um, uh, like warrior you'd see out in the field it's got kind of like the big shoulder pad armor and like like the big um a samurai yeah thank you a samurai yeah yeah but like very well armored uh but made of pure jade and and carved out and he's uh holding um or sorry no on his back is a large katana like you know the big japanese sword and he's just sort of like his hands almost like in prayer mode like this kind of glancing down and underneath uh, him is uh, written in Elvish is, um, you don't know what's written there. It's just like you see engravings in Elvish. Oh, I, I oh you Elvish. know Elvish. Okay. Um, so anyway, you see the engraving there. And then around on the sides is sort of like these lift, uh, like carved out stone, um, almost like side tables, but all the way around the sides. And on them, you see like a, a selection of gold idols that um, are either like in their mouth or holding or on their back, like just different positions, um, holding incense. Some of them burnt, some of them not. And now that you get in there, it, like it starts smelling sort of like a stale incense. It doesn't smell fresh, but you can see some aren't burnt. And then you get like the fragrant scents of um, uh, like oils, like lavender and stuff. And you see like these little glass jars of uh, lavender that's been opened, and then silvery bowls um, with like jewels and gems, and it looks like offerings, like coins have been put there around these idols and whatnot. Um, and behind this um, 
huge statue. It's just sort of like a, a standard hallway that looks like it goes down some steps. Uh, one notable thing about them, though, is the entranceway to there and downward is everything's like a perfect circle. Um, it's not like a, a standard doorway, like a, yeah. um, what would you call that? A, a rectangle. Rectangle, thank yeah. you. Uh, the doorways are all like perfect circles, maybe with like mm. the bottom just cut off a little bit, but yeah. Okay. What is the, um, the statue saying? Uh, the statue says, welcome are they who are pure of intent. Everybody get those dirty thoughts out of your head. <laughs> um, as he says that, Vader's going to just turn on him and go, Would you still stop looking at my ass? I know I'm invisible, but I'm just going to like, try to get him to like, sort of just see his vision everywhere. <laughs> Who's this? It's me. Milo. Milo. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you blame me? <laughs> I'm just kind of like looking around like... <laughs> Um, so I imagine everybody else has by now just sort of, unless you didn't want to, have made it into this, mm -hmm. crawled through this hole and climbed yeah. down. That's yeah. what everybody sees. Um, I want to go up and examine these uh, these statues. Sure. Um, you go up to them and they look like pure gold statues. Like not not quite big, yeah. about the size of like a Tim Hortons large coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> Do they appear to be like? sitting on anything like you said it's flat table but like i'm thinking like indiana jones loan for the ark like are they still do they feel like they're looking or they're sitting on any type of like pressure switch or anything like that if i pick one of them up uh no like when you look at them um it's just sort of like imagine like uh, uh the entrance to like a temple of some kind where there would be like an offering right. and like right. idols holding incense and the, the mm -hmm. idols themselves are holding these incense either out or yeah, like okay. in their yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, or okay. something and then around them is like these silvered bowls with like, you know, like a necklace or a gem or, or coin or, or whatever. Okay. What, yeah. what is Kaelin doing right now? But Kaelin's just sort of like looking around. She's like, I haven't, I haven't been here in a while. I'm surprised all this stuff is still here. Weren't you just here like four days ago? That was two weeks ago. Uh, a week ago. A week ago you were here four days ago? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, the last I was here is when my mother had died, and that was about a week ago. Okay. And you're surprised um, no one's looted this place since then? Well, I mean, <laughs> as, as far as I know. <laughs> what? So his idols start disappearing. <laughs> um, so she's like, uh, she's like, um, no, I mean, the, the only ones that I'm aware that knew how to make it here was either the monks themselves and they, they had taught my mother and my mother had taught me. Um, are you actually stealing idols? I'm picking up and looking at them. Okay. Milo's standing right there and he's watching these things move around. I'm just like, you dumb Alright. Um, uh, anything happen when I pick him up? What happens if My Milo's going to go to one of the uh, the offering bowls? Yep. And just pick up a couple coins. Sure. Just like, start flipping one around. Yeah, it's like, it, it just looks like, yeah, nothing, I mean, yeah, you don't get like okay. any magical sense from yeah, it or okay. anything. It just looks like, it, it literally looks like offering bowls. Yeah, okay. Yep. Derek's right. uh, going to go and put a silver piece in one of the offering bowls. Okay, nice. I like it. Um, I'm going to walk over to the other, the other entrance going down and uh, cast my owl to fly down there. Sure. Um, can you quickly make a perception check, Derek? Well, that wasn't good. Nine. Nine. Um, so you feel like kind of this washing energy come over you, uh, but you, like you don't know what it's from or what was causing it. Um, I'll tell you mechanically when it happens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna. Uh, I, well, once seeing Derek do that, I'm like, 
and after relaying the message that I heard from um, from Milo, mm-hmm. I'm going to go over and throw a silver piece in as well. Sure. Okay. Make a perception check. Anybody else here confused where these scorpions are supposed to be coming from? I don't rightly know, but I, I suspect when we're in a temple, we ought to be well behaved. Looking directly at Vera. <laughs> Where, well, I can't see her, but I, I can hear her voice somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm purposely actually moving around a lot. To kind of <laughs> talk. Nice. What, uh, what does my owl see when I went? Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, 19. 19. So um, I think you as a druid would be more in touch with like sort of um, like elemental magic and stuff. Yeah. And as you... Uh, put this in there you can almost feel like an energy come from uh not only the statue behind you the large one in the center but these idols and it just sort of like uh washes through you and um your health that you would normally have you feel like there's more of it there than there would normally be like you have this like energy uh like this protection over you that uh you hadn't felt before uh what that means mechanically is you have an additional six hit points uh, of temporary health yeah, that's what you'd have. Um, <coughs> watching all this and just seeing everybody get all like superstitious, Vera's like anti-religion completely. Like she's okay. she's literally sold her soul to like a demon-like creature. Yeah, for power. So she's like looking at all this and just like looking at these idols and once by one after another, and they're just disappearing into her bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, so I sure hope my sister doesn't do anything bad while she's in here. I feel like you're whispering that under your breath as the first idol slips into her bag and all you hear is shing and this jade statue that was there before is now no longer jade and a very real looking samurai holding its katana out and it looks over at Vera and it says, you are not worthy and goes to attack you. Oh, I'm invisible. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, but you're removing the idol. I'll roll in your direction uh, to attack. Uh, fi- uh, 16. Um, against my AC? Yes. Is that with his advantage or just... Yeah, yeah, I'd roll two 15s. Uh, that hit. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's not much. It's a D8. <coughs> Ooh, <laughs> unless I roll an 8. So that's 8 points of piercing damage from this katana uh, as it slices through you. Do you appear when you take damage? Um... Might be covered it's in a room blood. So I have to roll a check. Okay. Yep. Uh, seeing that happen, um, you start shoving stuff in your bag anyway. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna cast Mage Hand. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get my Mage Hand to no, I don't disappear or okay. don't appear to rather. Pick up. So one you're still invisible. Still invisible. Okay. To pick up one of these idols. Yep. And just kind of have it flying around. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what? I mean, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's it's flying around the room. It it only reacted when Vera had put it in its bag. Uh, but this like large statue is now taking a massive gash out of Vera. Uh, you can react, but then I need to know what everybody else is doing. So there's a large table. These are on. Yeah. Uh, the statues. Yes. I'm just uh, gonna, surrounding the room. I'm gonna just like looking at this thing and like just grimacing as it cut me yeah being pissed off as Vera is I'm gonna walk over to the other table I'm gonna like put myself on the opposite side of the table to it yeah and grab another I don't stick it in my bag and <laughs> <laughs> of course you are uh, nice well, what's everybody else doing 
you see uh he he he's looking around and he's just like he's watching people uh put bunny into the thing and then he sees uh this big thing come to life and he's just like and he doesn't want to be awkward right but so he just wants to blend in so he's gonna put some money in the thing <laughs> and, 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 pay, and pay so he doesn't get into shit nice uh give me a perception check well i you don't have to do a perception check you have this uh same energy that they've are probably talking about uh watch over you so you get six uh temporary hit points um, Does okay. Derek get a sense of where Vera might be, like generally? Uh, you're probably around the floating idols. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 but the now there's another idol floating around, so you, it's one of those. Yeah. There would right. also be a blood path being yes, dripped across the room now, right? <laughs> right. That's true. I am. Uh, I'm going to move to where I think Vera is with my shield, okay. attempting to protect this invisible thing. Okay. Right, feeling around like my my hands, trying yep. to trying to find her and be like. Vera, you need to put those back before that nice samurai man comes up and cuts you up like Swiss cheese. <laughs> you're, really, you're willing to take on an army of goblins, two giant dwarves, and a whole bunch of go- gods, and you're not willing to take some gold when a bunch of dead priests are around? It swings at you again, but misses. <laughs> just- so you guys are talking. I feel like Vera's like yelling at her, like invisible, and yelling at her. <laughs> like She's just like talking and like dodging while this thing's like trying to swing at her because she's invisible. Yeah, I'm just going around from table to table, literally collecting the items. <laughs> <laughs> so, does, this, does this thing still currently look alive? Oh, yeah, very okay. much so. It's still trying to attack Vera. Uh, um, so he had collected one. There was six total, so you can have five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you, are, are you, have you put all of them in your bag already? Minus uh, the one that you're throwing around yeah. with Mage Hand. Okay. What are you doing with that idol? Just having fun. Are you still looking through your owl's eyes? Oh, you couldn't be because you're be. using Mage Hand. Yeah. Okay. So I sent my owl, I sent my owl down there, but I wasn't looking through its eyes right now. Okay. So. Uh, what's everybody else doing before I attack Vera again? <sighs> I am slamming my hammer i'm trying to position myself so that i'm not gonna hit <laughs> i mean think of man slammer, slammer. <laughs> christmas special I knew exactly. and now he's hammer slammer <laughs> i know exactly where you took that the second oh. i heard you you're the one that came to the table with that name <laughs> okay i am taking my hellfire hammer mm-hmm. and i'm using the hellfire attack and i'm trying to position myself in a way that the slam is not gonna hit um derek derek okay sounds good so yeah yeah. so mechanically it shoots 10 feet wide in a 60 foot uh straight line yeah okay go ahead and attack so you're attacking this um samurai yeah and i what do i add to it i it should say plus on it oh plus strength yeah yeah well that, that's a natural uh, one. Ooh. Oh shit. <laughs> and we all die. I'm assuming I don't really position myself quite well. Derek shouldn't get hurt. <laughs> the way that Dick Gavin just tilted his head and fought. Staring <laughs> <laughs> at the ceiling as, for as you swung seconds. the hellfire hammer and rolled a natural one. Um you oh boy, that's fun. Um, I, I don't think that's fun. <laughs> so, I mean, this large warrior is of magical uh, type, right? Like yeah. it's a, it used to be a jade statue and it is now a warrior. You lift your hammer high into the air, slam it to the ground. And at the last moment, you see it glance over at you and almost like in a very like monk-like slow meditative way, like reach out with his kata- uh, katana 
and touch the ground gently, like almost like a bing, just as soon as the flame reaches it and it shoots up into this flame and his flame is now like, or his katana is now like this hellfire flame. Um, and he looks over at you and has just like a shit-eating grin and just like goes swinging straight for you. Would you two stop screwing around out here? Uh, that's 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oh boy. <laughs> but I so have... Hellfire is a D8, right? Hellfire, um... Hellfire is 3d6. Oh, 3d6 plus my d8. Oh, what's your total HP? 29. Okay, so I can't kill you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is 8 uh, plus, uh, what is that? Eight, um, 13. 13, thank you. Uh, so that's 13 points of uh, damage as this katana comes slicing down on you, not only from piercing damage, but of hellfire as you feel like this burn like radiating through your body. Uh, what's everybody else um, doing? It's Hellfire, so I wouldn't have my immunity to fire damage. No, it's a different fire. It's, okay, it's Hellfire, yeah. yeah. I don't think we ought to be messing around in the House of Warship there, fellas. Uh, I'll let you know that this thing doesn't look terribly strong, like it's a brittle jade thing. Uh, it's like, here's a statue to protect this, so, yeah. yeah. UC puts a few more coins in the in the, in the, in the, in the pot. <laughs> you get 36 temporary health. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, Esten's leaning against the wall, bored, just <laughs> watching all of this. What? Like, what what the go on. I imagine Kaylin's like there too. She like just lit a like a makeshift cigarette. Yeah, and she's like, and Derek's <laughs> running around like a total square. He is going now. Everybody, just behave now. Everybody, just settle down. <laughs> uh, Why do I try gonna, and help? Pharaoh? I'm going to try and cast something that I haven't casted yet, which is sure. hypnotic gaze. So a creature within five feet, and I haven't been able to cast this yet because I've never been within five feet of a creature yet. <laughs> nice. But um, you need to make a wisdom saving throw against my DC. Uh, is this a charming spell? Because uh, I'll, I'll tell you mechanically that this uh, creature cannot be charmed. Because mm, yeah. it's rock. This would not work then because it would make, yeah, it would basically, it, it hypnotizes it and makes it incapacitated. Well, it would say char it uh, charms it though, like wouldn't it? It would say yeah. mechanically. Yeah. We can look quick if you want. I don't think this would work on it anyways. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. It yeah. sounds like a charm. <clears throat> okay, uh, Vera. Um, so I'm just curious. Is this thing like still focused on me as I'm moving around from table to table grabbing stuff or only when I grab the idol and he knows the idols go missing? Uh, it's basically you get the sense that it's attacking everybody that either attacked it or stole something. <coughs> so basically until he attacked it, it just gave zero fucks about everybody else. It's like focused on me. It was focused on you, but now it's focused on you and Pyrus. Well, does he even know where I am? I guess what no, it doesn't any longer know where you are because you're invisible. Okay. I'm going to go into my backpack personally. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go and grab out my bedroll. Yep. Unravel it. And I'm going to throw it over this thing's head. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so it's temporarily blind. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this over its head. And just like, yeah. would you guys stop screwing around the furniture? <laughs> wow. oh, just, wow. like trying to start slashing around uh, and goes to try to grab uh, and remove it, obviously. Uh, are you tying, trying to tie it up? Um, I mean, I was picturing it almost like a statue that's like fixed with its weapon, so it couldn't actually do anything other than attack. Right. But I'm assuming that you're saying that if it's grabbing its thing, it, probably uh, it, it can move its hands, but it can't. It hasn't stepped off of its pedestal. But the katana can like basically reach anywhere in this room. Okay. Um, as it tries to grab it, I think what I'm going to try and do is just disarm it from this katana with its other free hand, because it has one hand off of it. Yes. Uh, I like it. Go ahead and make a... Um, so I'll make a dexterity against your um, whatever you'd prefer. Uh, dexterity or strength? Probably dexterity. Okay. 10. 
nine. Nine, okay, yeah. You can't manage to break it free, and you're actually going to take a bit of Hellfire damage. Oh, that'd be a d4, sorry. Uh, two points of Hellfire damage as you grab onto this blade and try to remove it from its hand. Uh, <laughs> um, so this thing has its... Uh, the. It's temporarily blinded. It's going to take its move action to remove it. You guys can do something in the meantime. Okay. Um, then I am going to try. I, it's still made out of jade, right? Mm -mm. No? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still, I'm going to try and um, smash it, I guess. Sure, uh, yeah. Go ahead. So that is a, <coughs> hopefully... Now, Mr. Now, Mr. Jade statue samurai, sir. That my sister. This is just a big misunderstanding. She happily put those statues back where they were there from in the first place. You can't be dumb enough to think this thing actually is listening to you right now. <laughs> what was your roll, Adam? Three. Three. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. What was your AC again? Um. Twelve. Oh boy, I rolled a thirteen. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, three d six and a d eight. Oh god. Uh, so that's six and five is eleven points of damage. I am nearly dead. Uh, as this thing comes slicing down back on you and it pulls uh, mm. the bedding on top and then tries to like look around where Vera is. I'm gonna go and stand beside Pyrus and try and protect him. Okay, sounds good, Vera or you, what? Anybody else? But you guys, you guys are in stop combat. Screwing around, we gotta deal with this thing now. Yeah. It's your fault, really. You must have some ill content towards me. You put that coin in there and all of a sudden start trying to attack me. <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna. <laughs> Try and attack it. Okay, uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. Yeah, Milo. Uh, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Okay. And I'm going to start walking down those stairs. Sure, sounds good. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> forgot what the weapon damage was. Of course it is. Uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage is enough to do it. Uh, so you, uh, what what damage uh, type is this? So this is just uh, the big scythe that I usually use. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, you you like just go swing up towards this thing. You're like, all right, you idiots. This is <laughs> I've had enough of this. Yeah. And as you hit it with enough force, uh, it like almost instantly turns back into jade as you hit through it, and it just like shatters into not a bunch of pieces. It's like huge chunks of jade, but it just sort of like collapses to the ground. Well, that was a waste of time. Milo, would you stop floating that idol around and pass it down to me? Well, I think we ought to get going. I, I know you, you two will put those statues back rightly, and then we'll just keep going. And Derek's just going to walk down the stairs. I was going to say, you can't see, my, see me. I'm invisible right now. Oh. Um, I'm assuming the statue's still floating around. Well, uh, no, because when I, cause do, can, can I would have been still in concentration. So when I cast invisibility... It would have just it would have fell to the ground. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah it, it just fell to the ground. I just walk over and pick it up. And... Okay, so you have six gold idols that are you know size of a coffee cup. Yusu's gonna start sweeping the jade into one pile. Okay, like trying to clean up. <laughs> uh, sounds good, Milo. You make it down to an area, a room that opens up quite large, and um, there's uh, what are those trees called? Cherry blossom trees. Okay, um, like four of them, just kind of like uh, in each of the corner. I mean, it's a round room, yeah. but corners. And uh, there in the center is a very large, you know, the Japanese gardens that have like, they run the, the rake, Zen garden. The rake. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the rake through. So there's that uh, in like nice, perfect circles. And in the center is a very large jade um, uh, ball, like sphere, very large. And behind in the back of the room is two huge jade doors with a cylindrical sort of socket area. 
and then on the outskirts of these uh, of this circle garden is statues. Uh, very large. These are quite big, and they they look um, almost Buddhist, but not. Um, as you approach them and look a little bit closer, each of them has like kind of a symbol or stuff uh, stitched on them. And you can tell ones like related to fire, ones related to earth, air, and sand. And all of them have these large palms out like this, like kind of cupping something. And as you look inside, you can tell that like it's it should be holding something, but it's not. And behind the statues is each a room, just like a short hallway uh, with a big circular sort of Mm -hmm. uh, doorway like the others. And in them, each of these rooms behind these statues are noticeably different. So uh, as you glance around, like behind the one uh, for Earth, uh, you see like sort of like a a foresty green kind of garden. Um, The one for fire, you kind of just see like some pillars and stuff in there roughly. Um, the one for air, uh, is it kind of looks like some fancy stonework on the floor and something way in the back. And then the one for water actually looks like it's just totally dried up like ocean floor. And it's just kind of like completely cracked. Well, doesn't that look like a coincidence? Uh, Vera. <laughs> what do you want? Where are those statues? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. The six statues of four rooms. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just a puzzle we got to figure out. Yeah, they're doing with the elements, I think. Um, Derek's gonna walk up to the 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 statue, the air statue. Yep. Yeah. Well, this looks mighty similar to what I might think this is. I'm gonna take my mask of air and put it in the hands of the statue. Sure. Yeah, you put it in the hands. Nothing happens, but when you put the mask down on the back mm-hmm. of the mask was a symbol for yeah. showing what type the mask was, and when you look on that statue's forehead the symbol matches exactly uh and you would recall trinket told you that the previous adventurers that tried to take on the necromancer and failed and ultimately the actual adventurers came and and saved the day they were given these masks by the monks of the long ta temple the elemental monks and this symbol on this mask matches that statue can I put the mask on the statue's face? <laughs> you can. Nothing happens. The, his face is huge. Okay, I'm taking my mask back. Wait. I'm going to go down the hallway with no water. So, like, the, the uh, room that would be for water, but there's nothing in there? Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, so you go in there, and it's it, it looks like it, it all of these areas, it's just sort of like a, a short hallway, um, but opens up into a large room. And you can tell it should be sort of like a garden room or something like that. And in this one, it's just sort of like cracked sea-like floor um, where you'd imagine water should have been. Um, and in there, it's like uh, at, at the far end of the room on a pedestal, looks like there's like a little glass, perfectly cylindrical orb. Uh, and it's about 200 feet in. I'm going to go grab the orb. Sure, yeah, you actually, like, this room is actually really quite boring. You just sort of, like, crunch, 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 like, seashell or, like, uh, eggshells under your feet <laughs> of dry kind of ocean floor, and you look at it, and you pick up this glass sphere, but it lo- doesn't look like anything's going on with it. Like, it's there's nothing inside. I'm going to take the glass orb, and I'm going to go put it in the other statue, in the, one of the statue's hands. Sure. Uh, you go and put it inside uh, the statue's hand, Um uh, it's gonna be the one with the water yeah, symbol. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah. water symbol. Okay. Um, give me a quick um, uh, in, uh, intelligence check. Eight. Eight. So you place it in there. Nothing happens, and you pick this up again, and you can tell like something should be inside of here, but it's not. 
uh, inside the sphere. And you start, like, looking around at the other rooms. And in some of the back of them, uh, specifically the fire one, uh, you can see that uh, same sp uh, sphere, but it looks like there's something glowing red on the inside of that one. I'm going to take my, uh, my water uh, canteen and fill it full of water. Okay. Um, or pour water on it while it's in its hands. As soon as you do that, uh, the water just sort of like forms around it and it gets pulled into here and the water turns almost like a turquoise crystal blue and just like swirls inside this glass sphere. And you put it in the its hands this time and uh, this like blue energy almost just kind of like comes over it. And it's almost like the, the statue comes alive. It's not actually alive, but you can see like it breathes and its hands lift up uh, like it's offering something. I'm, I'm going to go into the fire room. Okay. And... I'm putting on the fire mask. Okay. And I'm so and I'm just walking down toward the orb. Okay, sure. Yeah. So you walk into that room and um it's just sort of like a, a straight room as well, but there's four pillars, each of which ha are are quite tall and uh you can see flame uh above each of them and it just sort of looks like a, a natural flame, but it, it's they're persistent. It doesn't look like anything's burning. It's just like this flame sitting there mm -hmm. um on the four pillars and above them it looks like um, almost like fire beetles or, or um, uh, fire ants of some kind and they're like swirling around these things uh, around the flames over all four pillars uh, and at the far end is the same thing another pillar with a glass orb that has like this burning flame on the inside yeah I'm gonna walk in and grab the orb okay uh, what's everybody else doing right now uh, Milo was just gonna look around the room and see if there's anything else that looks, looks of interest besides these statues Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. So you pick up that orb, and as soon as you do, the flames on those uh, pillars just like <laughs> go completely out, and these fire ants that were up there before become immediately agitated and come flying towards you. Okay. Um, I'm just sitting in the center sand area playing with the sand <laughs> okay uh they start biting you with like this fiery burn sting uh right now you're taking five points of damage what are you doing as these things just like engulf themselves in you as they're like whipping around trying to like bite and sting you as you hold this orb um i am casting cure wounds on myself at the okay. second level okay Uh, for six, Ugh, of course I roll a one. How long are these hallways? <laughs> the hallways to the rooms? Yeah. Not not very like very short, like five feet. I'm just gonna say this in almost a mocking tone towards um, Iris. There, can't you just move all that file with your mask instead of grabbing it with your bare hands and making these ants trying to agitate? Well, all the you? fire's gone now. Right? You said yeah. the fire went out, so... Yeah. I thought it's in that orb. Uh, there's an energy in the orb, yes. Yeah. I figured he could control that. That's at least what Vader thinks, that he could just use the mask to control that fire in that orb. Right. But now, can I um, cast... Uh, produce flame in my hand? And yeah. I'm going to create a larger ball using my mask, mm -hmm. and I'm going to levitate that... Um, uh, I'm going to, like... Move it uh, from pillar to pillar okay. on the top of the pillars, trying to relight them. Um, or I'm going to disperse it into four different balls on uh, fireballs on each. I don't think the mask will let you do four different balls, but how long does produce flame last? Um, 
as long as I'm holding it, it's indefinite. Okay, as soon as you cast Produce Flame in your hand, they're like stinging you, and then you cast Produce Flame, and it's almost like, like they become completely docile. Like, and okay. like just move very slowly, and they start swirling around the flame in your okay, hand. Okay, I'm just going to hold the flame in my hand, and I'm just going to grab the ball in the other and walk out. Okay, yeah, you do. Uh, and they follow you almost until the hallway, <coughs> and then as soon as you exit the hallway, uh, they just sort of like, and the lights or the flame goes back on like, and they go back around the pillars. What did, uh, did I see anything else in the room? I rolled it 18. Um, so with an 18, like you, you scan around the room and you see like these statues and whatnot. Um, the only thing that you would notice is that in each, uh, from each statue to the sand in the center, the garden, it's just sort of like this thin carved out line in like the, the marble flooring. And then one going towards the, these huge jade double doors. Okay. Eric's going to walk into the wind room. Okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, so in this one, actually, it's a, it's a little bit different. So you walk in and the floor almost like shifts a little bit, not, not a lot, but imagine like these, it's made of like a ton of squares mm. and they all sort of like imbalance just a little bit. And you look in and they all have different, like sort of rune markings on them. Um, and at the far end of the room is, uh, uh, like a completely smooth wall and like way up taller than the other rooms almost like quite quite high like pro probably about 100 feet is like this pedestal that's like jutted out of the wall and an orb sitting way up there i'll put on my mask okay <clears throat> hmm. is the wall the smooth wall is it flat uh yes Uh, I'm just going to try and create uh, a wind that goes up the wall towards the orb with my mask. Sure, yeah. Uh, so you do that, and as you create like your own wind, this vortex starts to swirl around that one orb. Um, and as the wind you try to create goes to hit it, it just sort of like gets sucked into this vortex and starts spinning around slowly. I'm going to step on the cubed floor. Okay. And walk towards the wall. Sure. So every time you step, uh, one of the um, blocks sort of like sink into place. And that vortex, you can see like almost like a strand comes like peeling off. And you can feel the wind sort of like gust around you a little bit. Like it's sort of like surrounding you. Uh-oh. Um, Derek's going to turn around and walk out of the room. Okay, as soon as you do, the thing goes back up, and that, like, wind that you felt, like, you can see it just, like, back up onto the pedestal. I'm going to need some advice about this. Derek's not that smart, so he's just going to be, like, realizing can he's you, been outwitted by a room. Can, you, can you use the wind to pick yourself up and blow yourself to the orb? Are you suggesting that I do that? That you blow yourself to the orb, yeah. <laughs> What's the pillar made out of? The pillar? Yeah. Uh, that's holding the orb? Yeah. I don't know. I can't see. It's 100 feet away. Well, these guys are, uh, are, are talking. I'm going to walk up to the edge of that room and uh, release my owl. Sure, yeah. Gonna, um, I want my owl to go and fly and just pick up the orb. And cool. Okay. It. Yeah, it flies up there. Yeah. And much like what he saw with the gust of wind, yeah. as soon as it approaches it, this vortex that's being around, it gets sucked into this vortex. And you see your owl just sort of like and get ripped into pieces. Yeah. Bits of it floating around now inside a vortex. Uh, okay, maybe one. don't blow yourself to it. Yeah. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't seem to go well. Right. Poor owl. I think I know what's going on here. One. 
I'm gonna go up to the room, and I'm just gonna like state half clearly. You know, we're only here to try and get a glass coat scorpion to like save a little girl's life. So would you please be a little bit more accommodating and make this a bit easier? And I'm gonna start walking on these steps towards this tower or this pillar. Okay, uh, so the first step you take, and I imagine Derek like had said like there's something going on with this one. You take the first step, and it sinks into place, and uh, a strand like peels off, and you can feel it wash around you, kind of like hair blows. Yeah. And then as soon as you step off, that one leaves, but then you step on another one, and another strand comes, and you step off, that one lifts, and then you step again. The one that was around you peels off. Making step a new one. How much pressure does it take to actually get this thing to like go down? Um, doesn't seem like a lot. Like, you only just start stepping on it. I take these golden statues out of my bag and just put them on each step to, like, weigh it down. Okay. Um, so, closer and closer. every time you do that, you can see the vortex starting to get thinner and thinner and thinner, and it's starting to swirl around you, and it's almost becoming intense. Like, you can feel yourself become lofty. Uh, there's one more, uh, step, because you had six idols, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. step on that last one, and then as it... There, I'm going to just kind of like jump up to try and grab this thing. Okay, sounds good. So you step on the last one, yeah. and the last strand that had uh, Milo's owl <laughs> comes ripping down towards There's you. There's just bits and pieces of it still in there. <laughs> uh, comes swirling around you, and you feel like this energy, and everybody sees almost this vortex come out under your feet and like lift you up to where that orb is, about 100 feet up in the air. I'm just going to cool. pick it up. Okay, and, and the energy like instantly starts like releasing you, like not not suddenly, yeah. but just sort of like down, just like, and all the blocks go like. I start picking up my idols. Okay. Thank you. I was just say as if I was like talking to something actually there. Nice. Well, that seemed a little easier for you than for me. I'm sure it'd worked for you as if you just tried it. I'm afraid of heights. I'm gonna put the orb in the little thing. Okay, uh, some like uh, ener- like a uh, wind blows through the area and the. Um, petals from some of the uh, those trees, the uh, cherry blossoms, like start swirling around this thing and just sort of like gently land in its lap. And you can see that energy go uh, down that line that um, Milo had pointed out towards the sand. What 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 other rooms are left? Earth. Earth. I can't be too difficult, can it? Let's yeah. walk over, and take a look. Uh, sure. Yeah. So you go and look in there, and this one is completely lush with like grass and trees and stuff and you can't even see through the whole thing hmm. well ain't this just peachy if only we had a druid around or oh, someone that liked fire that could burn this all to pieces <laughs> yeah I'm gonna <laughs> that doesn't seem like the right way to do it no that doesn't seems a little aggressive <sighs> I'm just gonna start walking in sure yeah uh, is anybody else going in you still go in. I'll go in with you. Okay. Uh, so you guys walk in, and um, it, I feel like you're just working your way towards the back of the room because you've been into some of these other rooms, and you turn around, uh, and it doesn't. You fr- like you're you're kind of all turned around now. I need you guys to make a survival check. You're like in the middle of a jungle, and you can't find your way out. Exactly. Uh, that's a ten. Sixteen. Sixteen. And for us that are in the like middle room do they just seemingly just disappear into this thickness or can we still see them you can't see them but like you would have watched like the brush just would have like flopped around them like big leaves and grass and it's like you'd imagine like oh they're right behind that tree right yeah. sorry 17 
17. So you're glancing around. You don't see the exit behind you, but in front of you, you can see uh, this pedestal. But instead of it being uh, stone like the other ones, it looks like this huge flower, but it's closed up uh, and kind of like an orb inside, uh, like where the flower would be. I'm going to try to smell it. Okay. You smell it. It smells like uh, an orb. <laughs> no, like the, the room smells quite floral, actually. Like there's, there's you know, vines and uh, tall grass and plants and uh, like flowers and stuff. So you'd, like, you'd get that sense of like a rich sort of uh, garden smell. I would have thought it smelled better. Just well, this is a nine. I'm going to say, I'm going to just like take a branch, just like snap and break it. Okay. Um, <laughs> as soon as you do that, uh, these vines come like flying out from the uh, sides of the wall and go to grapple you. Uh, I need you to make a quick dexterity check. 14. Natural 20. Oh, oh. boy. Okay. Um, so they come flying out towards you and they've now made a gap in, you can see Usi and he's at this plant, and then you look behind you as this thing shoots out towards you, these vines coming flying towards you, and you can see the exit. So you can try to start making your way towards it, or you can take uh, an attack on advantage to hit these vines. Can I instead move towards Usi and this flower and take, make an attack to cut this flower free? Yes, you can. Okay, I'll do that. You want an attack roll? Uh, yeah, give me an attack roll. Uh, that'd be 16 to hit. 16, wow. Give me a damage roll. Uh, that'd be 9. 9, okay. <laughs> wow, that went fast. It's like, so you slice this thing, it lands to the ground violently, and uh, you almost feel like this sadness inside, well, maybe not you, but Usi, <laughs> you have this sadness in you as like the garden almost just feels like it's dying like it just like everything starts to like kind of droop the petals start falling off and the ball like this one flower hits the ground opens up and like reluctantly releases this orb as it just sort of like rolls out and you turn around you can see now your friends peering into this garden room uh and the foliage just sort of like dying off Yusu's gonna pick up the orb and then put it back in the in the wilting petals <laughs> And fold them back up over the orb <laughs> as gently and as as pause as he can. Yeah. And he's gonna cradle it in his hand. Um, are there other flowers that are in the garden? Uh, there are, but they, they've all like wilted by now. Like their their petals have fallen to the ground. He's gonna scoop up some petals and put it back, like put it in, in where the orb was, <laughs> and he's gonna fucking run as fast as he okay. can to the, to the exit. Nice. Um, would would um. Milo's gonna walk oh, walk into the earth room and walk up to where this now broken flower is. Yeah. Would mending work? Can I cast mending on the flower? Uh, you can, I don't think you can do it on magic items or living creatures. Or, 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 living, or living, living creatures. creatures. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so but if, he, if you, he's standing in my way. Yeah. You, you can. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Make a dexterity over. check. Here comes the freight train. Uh, Eleven. What was yours? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So, <laughs> so you guys, you you guys managed to just like dodge out of each other's right. way. Uh, Vera comes sailing up behind you, probably keeping in your tracks, and you guys exit the room. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna I'm say gonna... to Vera, Vera, did did Usi kill all that garden? I don't know. <laughs> did you smell the flowers? <laughs> I smelled a few flowers. Well, I might kill it then. Might have given it a cold. <laughs> that's uh don't blame oh, me for that shit that's, that's not right i feel like you're not really a science student 
So uh, uh, you is going to take the, the he's going to take the flower and the orb and he's going to put it in the hands of the of the the last the, statue. The, the, the last statue. Okay. Um, so you go and, and drop it into the last statue and it's, uh, the energy comes around it as well. Slow, more slowly this time. And you almost see like a tear, like drop out of this one statue's eye, but the energy does come through and go down through the floor and the sand in the center, um, starts turning more of like a, a blend of different colors, like red, green, blue, and white. And it starts swirling and right in front of your eyes, this impossibly heavy cylindrical, uh, sphere orb sphere gets lifted with the sand in a vortex and is almost just carried over to this doorway <clears throat> and gently, ever so gently, placed into the slot that it fits into and just like... And the sand like tips down and it gets like sucked into it and a line goes straight through it and these huge doors just swing open like... See, <clears throat> I told you it was a bad idea to think about smashing that big orb. <laughs> Saying it to apparently right. nobody. <laughs> Uh, you hear Kaylin in the back. She's like, I've never been in this room. This place is incredible. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Probably lots of things you haven't tried, Kaylin. <laughs> Not according to Derek. I mean, uh, Richard. <laughs> 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 so you guys make your way into this this room that had just opened. And as soon as you enter into it, there's these um, uh, on either side of you. It's just sort of like a, a flat landing. And on... on the side of you, there's two metal bowls that are held up, um, much like the statues that you had, but these ones just look like either jade or brat. Like it's kind of like a blend of material. And as soon as you walk into the room, just poof, poof, uh, flames, uh, just like uh, standard looking flames. And as you glance up, it looks like there must be a thousand steps in front of you. And at the very top is like this tiny little like altar room. Uh, and Kaylin goes in there and she's like, uh, I'm not going up there. Well, you're a coward. I'm going to say as I start taking the steps two by two up. She grabs you by the arm. She's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I thought this room was a myth. She's like, if you go up there. <sighs> and she well, like. I'm going to be cursed or something. It's not that. It's. My mother said that the monks were working on something with. With this wizard. Uh. A gentleman named Fenwick for, they called it the Stormbringer's Blade. And the story goes that there was this man, this guy that, they called him the Stormbringer. And these monks, these elemental monks and Fenwick help, were helping him to help cure these lands of this this water, this, like, what has been happening to us. And she, like, gestures around you know, this lack of, of being able, this vitality. We're and in the middle of a desert. We are, but, I mean, you look into town, you look in that one room, the water's gone everywhere. And, I mean, I, I thought that these were, these were lies. This, like, the monks, I didn't realize that they were capable of this type of magic. And Fenwick, I mean, he's just a, a plain old wizard. I've, I've, I've seen him around Ketitora, but if, if, if this is true... This sword, you, you can't go up there. Well, is a sword keeping the water out in the world? Because if that's the case, it's done a shit job. No, 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 that's not it at all. The Stormbringer's blade was designed to kill Shere Khan. Well, then we need that weapon. That sounds like a good thing. Yep. 
Okay. If there's this many stairs. If. Should, I can do it. The last one at the top is a fucker. Now. Or are, a fucker. <laughs> then I must ask, are any of you blood kin to <laughs> this Eroth? Uh, oh, no, I'm uh, we call lots of names and shit, is. but no, I don't think I'm a whatever. A blood kin is like blood relative. Why do we need someone that's blood kin to the Eroth? No, I'm a fucker. The this, like I said, as as my mother told me, only Eroth or his kin are able to wield the sword. All right. Well, you think I could carry it to the person that could actually use it? Or could we carry the person? Because, you know, I just happen to, to know a little girl that's currently dying that you're here to help us save that might just be that person that you're talking about. This, do- this girl is Eroth's daughter. That's what I was Maybe. thinking. Well, you're Maybe. just catching up now, aren't you, sweetheart? Hey, yes. I just met you guys. You're making a lot of assumptions about me here. We haven't actually officially well, you're met. Too. What the fuck, man? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I'm Caitlin. Nah, I missed him. <laughs> I, just, I just had a question, though. Yes. You were talking about your daddy earlier. Yes, Eston. Or, uh... uh <laughs> That's interesting. Who's my daddy? Well, that even, yeah, because I, I was wondering if you meant Richard, or if you were talking about the the Lord guy. Uh, Who's your... Which one was your daddy? This is not turning into an episode. More movie poor. Or movie Elric poor. is her dad. Yes, I, I was speaking of Elric. Okay. That's making more sense now. That's less awkward. That's no shit. Cool. Yes, the girl I'm trying to save just happens to be blood kin to this Eroth person. Then I suggest we get this to her as soon as we can. Well, then can I take these steps? Are you going to stop me again? I'm just trying to help. Now, Vera, <laughs> don't touch the sword. Eroth oh. already, or Eroth, what? Uh, Pyrus is already halfway up the stairs at this point. Now, Pyrus, don't touch the sword. Well, this is annoying. <laughs> now he's going to try to use it. No, I'm uh, not he, he even listened to the half the story that you just told me. I feel me. like she, Vera was like at the stairway, blocking yeah. it with Kaylin. So, I mean, you could have let Pyrus pass, but uh, I feel like you were there. I was, I was about ready to take the steps when she stopped me, so I was like right there. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, she, I mean, you guys can decide. Maybe he has some type of weird thing where he shapes us into an owl and flies up that way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's a druid. He he likes to touch things and change into things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How about we say this? It's like Kaylin's distracted you. Maybe yeah. Pyrus is just storming up behind you, so you. You can make a stealth check and you make a perception check and then decide on what happens. Natural 20. Oh, wow. Oh, oh yeah. There's no there's yeah. no point. So you see Pyrus going up behind you. You can make the call. I'll climb up and grab this stupid thing. We got to find that glass scorpion or else it's not and that girl's going to die. Uh, how much would about that glass scorpion is protecting that thing? Well, then you better follow up behind these stairs with me. And we start heading up. Cool. Um, You start walking up the steps, and every, like, fifth step or so is more of these bowls. And as you approach them, like, step on that step, just like, up, like, must be a thousand steps. Thanks, Google. I'll say as I start walking up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Google. Google. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're wearing your Fitbit and getting credit for the stairs. No, I forgot at home. (laughs) And as you uh, start approaching this altar room, it, it's quite small, but it, it, it's like, you know, a room. Yeah. And as it starts coming into view, uh, everybody else would see like this, um, like gray clouds almost starting to form in this room. The ceiling's quite tall and it's every just sort of like blacked out in there. But as Vera starts approaching it more and more and more and more, it's just like you almost feel like this storm brewing inside the room that you're in. And you find yourself standing at the very top of these steps, finally. And this 
altar is like very Japanesey looking. Like you got like the like sharp edges to the room, and it's like it's sort of like reds and jades and stuff. And then the center is a very large metal bowl, much like these other flame pits. Uh, but this one has a fiery white energy coming from it, like flame. And above it, you see, and it's, it's it almost looks like it's just floating. There is a sword, uh, but the sword's uh, blade almost looks like a lightning bolt. Not not that sharp, but it's like curved gently, almost like that, and it's just hovering there. Well, this is awkward. I'm gonna say, looking at this big flaming thing, and this. <sighs> I'm here to deliver the sword to Black Rabbit, the girl with only saw air of Eroth. I'm going to just say that to the flames and just see if like anything's smart enough here to actually take that into account. Uh, you say that and nothing seems to happen. God damn it. I'm going to reach up and grab the blade. Okay. <laughs> so you gla- grab the blade from it and yeah. this energy of electricity arcs through you. Um, and you take five points of electrical damage as you do. And the white flame just goes like out completely and that storm that was uh brewing before like just picks up immensely and you guys can hear like a thundering like sort of like and the flames down the steps just and then right down in front of you on this big sand floor there you just see like lightning bolts and these glass scorpions just like right in front of you their tails up facing directly at you and that's where we're going to end. Oh, <laughs> I knew it. I man. knew you were going to yeah. do that. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Cool. That was awesome. It can't be that hard to fight. No, oh, totally. Not at all. <laughs>